Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, January 23rd, 2016, and you're tuned in to another edition of The Misty Show, where your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and joining us all once again is the other half of The Misty Show, the lovely Dee. So how are you enjoying this cool weather, buddy? You know, I am not even going to complain one bit about the weather we're having because I saw the news and saw the East Coast and thought, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm loving it. You know I love cold weather. You know I love cold weather. So I'm not even going to complain about, you know, the tears being drawn from my eyes earlier this morning. And so <laughs> I'm enjoying it, Jay. I'm loving it. I love the cold weather. I love, you know, I love my boots and my scarves. So I'm enjoying it, and I am sending all the good wishes and warm, warm wishes to the people on the East Coast because, Oh, my goodness, that's a lot of snow. That is a lot of snow, and um, I wouldn't want to be in that. Um, I'll just say concerning the cold weather, I'm loving it, too. Um, I'm enjoying it, you know, because we usually stay so warm down here. My only thing is I just don't want to be out in it for an extended period of time. As long as I can just kind of go in a store and just come back out, just zip in, zip out, do whatever I'm going to do, I'm good. Just don't want to stand in it. Yeah, I like being in it to a certain degree. After a while, I'm like, okay, this is this is enough. <laughs> this is enough, and I want to go inside and get something warm and <laughs> just be warm. But I love it. You know, I'm I'm one of these people that everything works better for me when it's cold outside. <laughs> I have better hair days. I, you know, my skin's better when it's cold. I don't know. I'm I'm all for the the winter and the cold and. We are having our winter blast right now. <laughs> it is very cold in where we are. Yes, it is. You know, I was kind of thinking that I would have loved to have had the weather have been like this for either Thanksgiving or Christmas, but I guess I just I have to realize we're just too far down south for that. Every now and again we'll have a cold Christmas or Thanksgiving, but it's like for us we really don't get like super cold until maybe like January or February. Yeah, this is, you know, it's it's our Mardi Gras season, and usually during Mardi Gras, we are full-on winter, winter wonderland, not with the snow and everything, but it is, for us, it's cold. I know everybody else is probably thinking, you know, that lives up north or where there's snow, it's like, it's not cold, but for us, it's cold. (laughs) When we're used to, you know, 80 and and 90-degree weather, cold, (laughs) it's cold for us. Yeah, when when the high is only going to be like 45 down here and the low is like 25 or something, that's cold for us. That's we'll cold take that. So we're not trying to like sit here and be all freezing and you guys are, our listeners on the East Coast and where it's really cold are, are like below zero. We're not trying to, we get it, we understand, but for us, it's cold. If we went there, we'd probably die. So yes. We I know have, I would. They would just find me sitting out going probably to the mailbox, and I would just be a statue like, she went to the mailbox about an hour ago. <laughs> I would just be out there with the, mail, with the little thing open like, I tried, I tried. <laughs> so, yeah, for 
us it's cold, but, you know, our well wishes and, and safe wishes for everybody who's going through that whole winter Arctic blast. We hope you guys are safe and warm and hunkered down for a couple of days. Hopefully you got everything you need, got some good food, some good company, you know, good entertainment, and just try to make the best of it. Yeah, and hopefully your awesome work, you know, I guess, of course, there are some essential personnel like police officers and nurses that have to go out in it, but hopefully everybody who does have to go out in it, just be careful. And those of you who don't, just have a nice big cup of hot cocoa and enjoy it. I know. Be safe. Stay home. Yeah, don't go out in it if you don't have to. Oh, snuggle with somebody. I don't know. Snuggle with your pet. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Snuggle with your pet. And take, yeah, take care of your pets. We'll get into that. But, yeah, snuggle with your pets. Yeah, let them be indoors at this time. But we'll, we'll get into that. Um, speaking of January and February, since we were talking of that, more specifically February, um, as mentioned last week, we're just a few weeks away from this year's Puppy and Kitten Bowl. So keeping in tune with that, our next couple of pet trivia questions will be Puppy or Kitten Bowl related. Yeah. But before... <laughs> Before I give out today's trivia question, I'll go ahead and tell you guys today's show topic. Today we'll be discussing exercise and your pet, how much is enough. I think that was the the complete title. It's weird after you skip. Okay, how much, how often. That was it. There you go. Exercise and your pet. So if you have a hefty hound, a curvaceous kitty, or maybe even a round rabbit, make sure you stay tuned. (laughs) Okay, now for today's pet trivia question. How many teams are currently in this year's Kitten Bowl, and what are their names? And I say currently because I know they have a certain amount now, but I think on the day of the Kitten Bowl, if I'm remembering it correctly, I think they, like, have their little battle or whatever, and then they narrow it down to two, and then those final two, they go up against each other. So this question is, as of right now anyway, how many teams are there for the kitten ball? Okay, I'm going to take a guess. I probably can't get the names, but I'll take a guess as how many teams there are. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I'm thinking puppy ball, so let me think kitten ball. Um, how many teams? I'm going to say there are 10 teams. You know what? Actually, you guessed the number too high. Now, I don't know if at some point maybe there were a lot more than that, but right now it's a number lower than that. Okay, five. Close, very close, but lower. Four. Yep. Okay. (laughs) There are currently four kitten bowl teams. I have to do more research because I don't know if that's the number they've always had. They just have four of them to start with anyway or whether there's See, I'm not a football person, but I think with real football, of course, they have so many teams competing, and as one team loses, they're out of it, and then, you know, you have the ones left competing. But um, as of right now, anyway, there are four Kitten Bowl teams, and one of the names, D, you're going to like, but I'll save that one for last. Okay. Okay. The names are the Last Hope Lions. (laughs) The next is the Home and Family Felines. The next one is the North Shore Bengals. And the last one, you're going to like this, their name is Boomer's Bobcats. Oh, no way. <laughs> Boomer's Bobcats, because I think Boomer Esiason is going to be yes, helping to host it. Okay, I got too excited. That's your, that's your 
I said the times on last week's show, but I will be posting that so um, you guys can watch it because the Kitten Bowl and the Puppy Bowl both air at the same time, but one of them comes on before the other one. I think the Kitten Bowl comes on. It may be 11 a.m., but don't quote me on that. But I did say the time last week, but we'll get that exact time for you. But February 7th. Okay, cool. Okay, I have to be there now. I have to be there. Yeah, you have to see Boomer's Bobcats, and then you also have to see Boomer himself. He's going to be on there. He's going to be, um, I think, co-hosting with him. That's so cool. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That is so cool. That is so cool. And everyone, be sure to read next Friday's blog post to get next week's pet trivia question. Now, that one will be strictly concerning the puppy ball. You can check out the blog at she'satorty.blogspot.com. And that's S-H-E-S-A-T-O-R-T-I-E dot blogspot dot com. Um, links to information used in today's episode can be found after the show on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash missy dot show four four or on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash missy show. And as always, if you'd like to join in the conversation, hit us up at 347 838 8313, or listen later in the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's a tortie. Okay, now on to exercise and your pet. How much? How often? And before we start, I just wanted to say that exercise is important for a pet, even if they aren't carrying a little extra weight. I know earlier in the show I kind of made a little joke about the little fluffier pet. But we're also talking about prevention, so your pet doesn't have to be overweight to get benefits from exercise. Oh, no. That's me. They do not have to be overweight. <laughs> they do not. We realized how important exercise was for the well-being of our sanity. <laughs> and, you know, just and not to, like, start off on this, but since you were talking about it not just being for an overweight pet, for us, the reason that exercise became a very important part of our lives and important part of um, Boomer's life when we got him because all the dogs we had prior to Boomer were kind of dogs that kind of came to us and just sort of kind of hung up. He was our first inside um, pet, inside dog. 
all the other dogs that came to us sort of lived outside, and then we were brought, we would bring them in when it, you know, if the weather got bad or if it was too cold or something like that. But Boomer was our first all the way live inside dog. You know, he go outside for what he needed, but for the most part, he was inside. So him being inside for a majority of the time and being who he was, because Boomer was a very, even as a puppy, we realized he was, he was a very hyper dog, and he was a very um, curious dog, and he was he was a thinker. He you could see it from when he was a puppy. He was a thinker. You could see him sitting there thinking, "What can I get into? What can I do?" <laughs> and and so we had to really, because all the other dogs, they would kind of exercise themselves because they would be outside and they would entertain themselves for the most part. But with him, when we brought him in. Because he was such a hyper dog, and, you know, when we took him to the vet for the first time, they were like, you know, you might want to consider, they even thought about medication for him because he was off the chain. He was just all over the place. And so we had to figure out a way to kind of tone in on that and, and harness all that energy. And, and one of the biggest things for us was exercise. We had, he had to get exercise every day until he got a little bit older. When he was in his puppy stage and his, his young adult dog stage, he had to be exercised every day for a certain amount of time a day. And then you also had to give him things that would entertain him, that would make him work. So it would tire him out. Because if you didn't, which we didn't do at the beginning, you you would find out that things would he would entertain. He would entertain. Either you entertain and exercise him or he would do it himself. And you did not want him to do it himself. Because that means things would become destroyed, and and you would miss things, and it would just be a mess. So we had to get him on an exercise schedule, which was so important and just made us not go insane, where he was outside and he was allowed to get outside in the backyard and run around and play and chase squirrels and do whatever. And then you also had to get out there with him and just kind of entertain him and tire him out because he had so much energy pent up inside him that if you didn't, he would have these run spells, and they were, I don't know if you ever saw one, um, Jay, I don't know if you ever saw one of his run spells, but it, and it was because he didn't get the proper exercise that day, and it would just come out of nowhere when he would be playing with them, and then all of a sudden, he would like, <laughs> his head would spin around, <laughs> he would go into these runs into the house, and it was like, we got to get a door open so he can get out of the house because he would jump, literally jump over sofas, and I mean clean them. So oh, wow. Everything, and it was because he didn't get that he didn't get that exercise that day for whatever, for whatever reason. But we would have to let him get, and we would like, get to the back door, open the back door, and just to get it and get him out. So, And in the backyard, we would see him, and he would be doing like 90 to nothing around the backyard in circles, around trees, around you know, the shed around everything until he could run that energy off. And he would come in, tongue to the ground, <laughs> exhausted. He would drink a gallon of water, and then he would go pass out in the middle. And he was good. But he needed to burn that energy off. And if you made a mistake and you gave him his, his exercise time, you were going to pay for it. You were going to pay for it. So, yes, it's not just for overweight dogs. <laughs> So yeah, because you know I've never seen that D. I don't because I remember oh. seeing like Missy. She'd have these running spells, but I've never witnessed a dog have one. Oh my lord, it was something to behold. And I know other dogs. I've seen other dogs have them, but he had this kind of like 
it was as if he it was like you were playing with him, and then you could tell uh, you didn't exercise him all the way. <laughs> and he would get like this spin around thing, and then he would take off and start running, and everybody would just be open the back door. <laughs> Whoever was closest to, and until he could figure out there's an opening for me, he would be clearing sofas, he would be jumping over tables, he would just be. Oh my goodness. It would be a mad like thing, and everybody would just get to the back door, open the back door, and it was a back door. And then the patio door had to be open, so because he did not, he was going to go through the screen. So it was just like let him out, let him out. So yeah, exercise is very important, not just because your pet is overweight, but also just to some pets are more energized than others. And they need to burn that energy off in the span of a day. They have to. It's one of those things because if they don't, they're going to get it off some other kind of way, whether it's they're going to get into trouble, they're going to start, you know, doing stuff that they're not supposed to do. So please, 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 it's very important that you incorporate a normal exercise period for your pet. And the the interesting thing is one of the most simplest things you can do, especially if you have a dog, is just simply take them for a walk. Yeah. Just walking every day. It doesn't even have to be anything overly strenuous. Um, On one of the sites I was on, they were saying, though, but just simply taking them out just to walk as far as just to relieve themselves, that that doesn't count. You need to actually take them for a walk at at least, say, I think about 15 to 20 minutes a day, but you're also going to base that off in your pit. You wouldn't want to, you know, um, take them out for as long, perhaps. But, But walking, just something as simple as just taking them for a walk. And then another thing is like with with Boomer, we would get him things that would that would make him work, that would make him that would tire him out. Like we would, because we had to, because he was a thinking dog and he needed to he needed to be engaged. And so we would get these balls and these toys where you could put treats in them, or and his his you know his his love of his life that he would sell us for was peanut butter. So you know you would get these toys and you would just kind of put peanut butter down inside where he could smell it and kind of lick it a little bit and give it to him. It would entertain him for hours, but it would give him something to do, and he would literally wear himself out. He would wear to the point where I saw him one day just slap the thing across after about an hour. He was like, oh, I didn't do it anymore, and passed out for the <laughs> And so I was like, yeah, that's the best toy in the world. But just toys that engage them and make them work and make them think and make them use their brain and, and, and stuff like that are also forms of exercise for them. You know, in, in, in addition to physical exercise, that for him it was physical because he, you know, he had a tongue like a giraffe. So it was just like, you know, he would just work on that thing forever trying to get it, you know, out so he could get to it. Because if it was about peanut butter, he was all in. So, yeah, walking and, and things, you know, toys and things that just engage them. And when you were talking about um, about the toys, Dee, that made me think about um I ran across this where they were talking about the dog toy called a Kong, and you had talked about that in another show where you can um, put the treats inside of that little toy and it will dispense them if the dog rolls it in the right direction. We had a couple of those too, Jay. We, yep. <laughs> we were like an expert. with Once we realized we had to engage him, in it, we were like an expert with the toys that, you know, you would put the, you could, these toys you could buy, you could put the treats inside, and they had an opening. But they, in order for them to get it, they had to move the ball in order for the, the treat to kind of get over the hole to come out. But and once he figured out that there was something inside that would, if he could make it 
he slapped that ball like any better like soccer player you could ever. I mean, he was like Pele. He was just like slapping <laughs> off, getting that treat out of there, you know, and it, it entertained him for, especially on days like if it's rainy, if it's rainy outside and we couldn't get him outside to get him, you know, exercise to walk because he, he, he just didn't like walking outside in the rain. He, just, he didn't like it. He didn't like to get his feet wet. So it was just a thing. He was just like, mm-mm, and he would all hold it, and I'm like, you have to pee. But, you know, on those days, we would kind of clear out some space and just give him that stuff and let him go at it, and he would kind of get, you know, some exercise in it. So, yeah, it's, it's, those things saved our lives and sanity. You know, another thing that I saw for dogs, um, which I guess this would be cool to have a pool, you know, swimming is also good exercise for them. Yeah, I mean, oh, my gosh. And I think Laura loved water. We, I mean, I think that he would go swimming. I'm not really sure. He would come back completely wet. So I'm not really sure where his girlfriend would come by and pick him up easy, where she would take him. But he would come back completely drenched. She would be dry as a bone. So I'm not sure where they went and how he became very just drenched and wet. Um, but he loved water. He loved being near water and getting wet and stuff like that. So that could, that's, and that's good exercise because it's easy on the joints. Yeah, exactly. They said it's good for dogs suffering from arthritis and other joint diseases. No impact, so it isn't harmful. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, just make sure that they know how to swim. People think dogs automatically know that all of them, you know, animals know how to swim. I don't know if all of them know how to swim, but just make sure before you just throw them in there that they know what they're doing. Yeah, definitely don't do that because I think we found that out when we did our um, beach episode about taking your pet to the beach. And, yeah, I did discover that no dogs don't automatically, not all of them know how to swim. So don't do that. Yeah, don't just throw them in there and think they know because some of them might not. You might have a bigger problem on your hands. Now, I found one um, that was interesting regarding cats, and this was uh, they were talking about trying a cat tower. And it says the multi-tiered cat towers sold online and in pet stores are another good way to ensure that your cat will have plenty of places to play and areas to climb for a good cat workout. And I can attest to this to an extent because Missy had a tower and she did like to climb it and hop on it and whatnot. But the thing is, typically with Missy, once she gets to the top, she just sort of chilled and next thing you knew she was asleep. So. You know, I, I can't really say it was a form of exercise. I witnessed, I witnessed that with Missy because I think I've been over to your house a couple of times and I, I saw her. It was a penthouse, everybody. It wasn't just a <laughs> She had a high rise with several compartments and um, she would go out to the very top. And I think I remember seeing her and it was like she was sprawled out and hanging out of it. And you were like, she's asleep. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. But it was it was it was an awesome you know if I was a cat that would be like like you know a high rise in New York or something. Yeah, I mean it 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 can be a form of exercise in the sense that they have to you know climb to get to the top. But if your cat is like Missy, pretty much once they get to the top, it's like okay, I'm good now. So they may get maybe a few seconds worth of exercise from that, and then they're probably just chilling out looking at you till they go to sleep. Yeah, she would just be hanging out the tail. That it would be just the, the thing because it would be <laughs> so much lower than that. It would just be waving and just like, hey, how you doing? I'm fine. You're not being hypnotized by my long, luxurious tail. It was cute. <laughs> it was so cute. 
Yeah, considering she would lay up there and watch me while I was doing my aerobics. Um, she <laughs> didn't want to participate, but she would watch. Um, another great cat toy um, to get them to do exercise, now I can truly attest to this one, is um, the laser. And they oh. have these, all the ones that Missy had, it's like this, this little mouse-looking toy, and you click it, and it's a little red dot. It's a little laser dot, and a and cats will chase that dot until they have nothing else to give. Missy would want, because we had a long hallway, and I would just make the dot go up and down the hallway, and she would just run herself ragged trying to get the dot. So that is excellent exercise for them. Um, something I did find interesting that I didn't even know um, on the site, and I'll uh, post this, but they were saying laser toys are often good entertainment, but follow it up with a real toy for the cat. Um so so that they can actually have something that they can really catch to avoid fixation and frustration over never being able to catch the light beam. Let me just tell you, because you brought this up, and, and um, as you know, we, we went to my sister's for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, let me just tell you the whole laser light thing. There were, there, were certain, there were certain words that we couldn't mention around her dog. And one of them, because they were just good, one was treat. You couldn't say treat. Um, you, you couldn't say that out loud because they would automatically go to the treat closet and put their nose up there and say, hey, hey. <laughs> um, and then the other one was light, which was which was another word for laser because she had the laser for them. And not only do cats love laser light, but her dogs are insane. For I them. never knew that. I never knew dogs would like them too, but yeah. I guess it makes sense. Oh my gosh, JJ! These dogs lose their freaking mind. <laughs> the laser light comes out. You can't even. I slipped and said light about, and I was talking about a light fixture. And they both, they were in like and doing something else. And when I said light, it was as if I they just both in unison turned around and said, "Huh?" <laughs> She would just run after it until she had nothing else to give. And I could just tell when she was done, she would just lay down on the floor. She would just roll over. She was just like, I'm done. I am done. Thank you. Workout for the day. Oh, yes. <laughs> the light, the laser light, I don't know about it, but that works. The laser light is like one of the best investments you could probably get for your pet. <laughs> it works. It works really well. And just a little special note of caution um, that I saw regarding um, exercising, which I think we went over this on a past show, D, but they were saying be especially careful when exercising pets with flat faces such as pugs, bulldogs, Boston terriers, and Persian cats. They're particularly susceptible to respiratory distress. Also be careful with dogs that have long bodies and short legs like Dachshunds. Some toy breeds aren't suitable for strenuous exercise and don't overdo it with the young puppies. You guys just be smart about it. And you want to make sure, you know, you're taking your pet to the vet and you want to make sure that, you know, they're checked out and they're healthy, you know. And if they are already overweight, you want to make sure that you're being, you're monitoring, you know, you're speaking with your, your pet um, vet for 
so that they can monitor their progress and make sure that they're doing it in a healthy way. You don't want to just, you know, just because your dog is away, you go out there and take them and make them run, you know, eight miles or something like that. Let it be monitored. Keep in touch and keep your communication with your vet so you can monitor it and it can be done in a healthy way. Exactly. Start off slow, just like how human beings, we can, if we haven't really been exercising or we haven't been conditioned, we shouldn't expect to be able to go out there and run a marathon, so don't expect the same from your pet, you know, so just start off slowly. Build them up, build them up. I even found something, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I found something regarding how to exercise your rabbit, just in case any of you have a rabbit, pet rabbit. Um And it was saying that rabbits who live in small cages should be let out for at least two hours of exercise time each day. Rabbits who live in large pens or hutches, um, rabbits who live in large pens or hutches, um, they can move, they have more room to move around so they don't have to, you know, have as much outside time outside of their cage. Um, But if you're going to let your bunny move around in your house, it, it will probably be best to just kind of restrict them to one room in particular. But um, also make sure because they like to chew that you have extension cords, electrical cords, anything like that up and out of their reach, you know, because they could really get hurt that way. Exactly. Well, we had so much information that we didn't get to share because we had a lot on dogs and cats. I found this on rabbits. But what we'll do, we'll just post this um, on our Facebook and Twitter pages so you guys can check that out. Um, this show went by quick. Again. It went by quick. It's probably my boomer story at the beginning. You got me juice with that whole boomer team for the cats. Boomers, bobcats. Go boomers, bobcats. Boomers, bobcats. I need a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's so well, cool. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Well, and once again, we don't quite have next week's episode planned, but as soon as I get that put together, we'll post that on our um blogger page probably Monday or Tuesday. But until next week, we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, and thanks for listening in. Bye. Bye.